few years ago, my dear sister-in-law, she gave me a gift. She wanted to give me something that was fun. She gave me a book. The book is called, was called, Stuff White People Like. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's basically a collection of blog posts, a blog with the same name, Stuff White People Like, by author Christian Lander. And it's this kind of uh, joke. It's like a fake anthropology. These are white people. Here's what white people like. Here's how to talk to a white person if you see a white person. They like stuff like coffee, flannel shirts, indie movies, reusable grocery bags, waiting in lines, and being the only white person in a restaurant or stuff like that, you know. And, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Uh, A while later, he came out with a second book. With more blog compiled from more blog posts called uh, "Whiter Shades of Pale." Now you can still find that blog online, but the last post on that blog was made in 2010. So what happened to Christian Lander, the author? He was a funny guy, and I thought, what's up with this guy? What's he doing now? I mean, not everybody makes me laugh. Not that many people make me laugh in the day to day, and this guy was a funny guy. And I was wondering, what's up with him? Today, he... I don't know all the details, but he's like a TV producer and writer. And he works on a show called Blackish. Uh, I don't live in the U.S. I don't get exposed to the television the same way uh, as people in the U.S. So I've never seen the show Blackish. Uh, but he works on it, you know. But what I found interesting is that, okay, nine years later... He's still working in writing. He's still working in humor. And apparently he's dealing with uh, that, that, that angle in humor of racial identity. So it's like he's still doing the same thing. And I was wondering, you know, maybe this guy has a website or something. Maybe, you know, there's a way to follow what he's doing. And all I found was a Twitter profile for him, which that's what people do sometimes. You know, the writers and stuff, uh, influencers. They stay off uh, websites and stuff like that, but they have their own Twitter profile. Again, I'm, I'm not from the U.S. Uh, Twitter doesn't have the same presence in the country I live in uh, as in the U.S., but I know what it is. And I was struck by his Twitter bio. His Twitter bio said this. I'm a one-trick pony, but it's a good trick. I'm a one-trick pony, but it's a good trick. My question is... Are you a one-trick pony? Am I a one-trick pony? What I'm getting at is this. We need to find out that thing that we're about. That one thing that we're about. That one way we can help the world. We can bring value to the world. And hopefully, it's a good trick. Me, it took me a long time to find out what I'm about. Mainly because in the beginning... I didn't really care to find that out. Why do I have to figure out one thing that I'm about? Why can't I be about a whole bunch of different things? Because it took me time to learn that if you're about a whole bunch of different things, it's difficult to serve people effectively if you're not crystal clear on who you are and what value you provide for others. It's difficult to serve people effectively if you're not crystal clear on who you are and what value you provide for others. And for the longest time, I wasn't crystal clear on who I was and the value I provided for others because I didn't think I had to be. You know, uh, 
Why do I have to serve other people? Can I just be me and do what I do? It takes a lot of uh, growing and experience to learn that we really are about serving other people. That's what this podcast is about. It's about encouraging uh, people who are making art and people who are looking for art. And when I say art, I mean any work using your creative ability to make a positive change in the world. And that can be uh, starting a business, starting a nonprofit organization, starting a family, starting a community. And of course, it could be painting and writing and recording music and developing video games and all kinds of other things. But we need to approach these things. You need to approach your thing with a mindset of being a servant, of serving other people, giving value to them. And today's episode is about being crystal clear on that one thing and not stopping talking about it. I, you know, it's like you're you're playing your song, play your song over and over, uh, play, you know, toot your horn over and over. You know, that's great if you're a one-trick pony, especially if it's a good trick. I'm Adam Lee Rosenfeld here with a podcast, Beauty Truth. It's a podcast about my search, my journey in finding and creating beauty and truth about the creative process and other things that fall into that category is brought to you by my music project Harald and I go visit haraldonai.net h-a-r-a-d-o-n-a-i.net and get my new single free let the sword do double damage live from the base of Mount Zion that's free exclusively for subscribers so um when I talk about stuff on this podcast, on Beauty Truth, I like to sound smart. I like to bring all kinds of references and examples. But I don't want to neglect the uh, old school source of truth that we have. It's true on so many levels. Uh, true historically uh, and, and, and true um, in terms of uh, transcending into spirituality. I'm talking about the Bible. So I like to bring the Bible as a reference when I deal with uh, with different subjects here on this podcast. And about being a one-trick pony and it being a good trick makes me think of a verse from Habakkuk. That's the name of a minor prophet, Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2, in Hebrew, Habakkuk. But uh, it's from Habakkuk 2.2. And it says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it? Okay, so we got tablets. Uh, someone has to make it plain. What's going on here? First off, what's the big deal about the Ten Commandments? Why did we uh, get Ten Commandments? God, the idea of God, the idea of prophecy comes with a sense of infiniteness. God has as much room as he wants, as much time, as much volume, as much reach as he wants to get his point across. Why does he have to limit it to 10 commandments? 10 commandments were written on tablets so Moses could carry them, okay? It wasn't 20 commandments, it wasn't 12 commandments, it wasn't 100 commandments, it was 10 commandments. God, for some reason, values these constraints. So if God can take what he wants to get across to the people of Israel and to the people of the world, he wants to get the 10 commandments across to us. I think uh, all of us here listening have some sort of opinion on the 10 commandments, no matter what you believe. Um, but if God wants to get that across, he makes it simple. He makes 10. He puts them on tablets so you can walk and, 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 and you know, uh, take it with you where you go. So can you say what you're about 
in a way that's so clear someone can jot it down and take it with them? Now, maybe they could do it on a piece of paper, but what about a stone tablet? Something so clear that you actually save words, you save letters to make it so simple and so clear that they can run and take it with them. Here's an example. Say what you like about it, but it's, it's just so simple. Make America great again. Whoa, so simple, right? You could write that down. You could run with it. Somebody could write it on a stone tablet. So, can you do it? Can you give us someone a message about what you're about? That's so plain, they can jot it down and run with it. I have a wonderful wife, and she really, in this season of her life, is about one thing. In, when, when, when she speaks outwards, when she speaks uh, professionally, when she speaks publicly. And she has a non, she works with a nonprofit organization that works in getting young Jews, young Hebrew speakers who are in Israel, and young Arabs, Arabic speakers, getting them together that they can have a spiritual experience together, to get, really getting young Jews and Arabs together to worship God. Okay? So I hope that sounded simple, getting young Jews and Arabs together to worship God. So simple you could write it on a tablet and run with it. Here's the thing. My wife, she has to play that song. She has to toot that horn. She has to, she has to communicate that truth, speak that vision regularly, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's not that she says it once. It's like, oh, I told you guys already what I'm about. Now she has to keep singing that song because we live in a world that's full of noise, full of distractions, full of opportunities. We need to know that there's somebody who's going to be there that's going to stay steady and always be about getting young Jews and Arabs together to worship God. Or how about myself, what I'm about? The process of finding and creating beauty and truth. What I talk about in this podcast. I have to be there. I have to be there with this podcast. I have to keep saying what I'm about. And you have to keep saying what you're about. Don't, don't say it like... Um, Hey, I said it to you once, now I'm about something else, you know? If you're about riding BMX, be about riding BMX. If you're about helping the poor, be about helping the poor. If you're about gluten-free everything, be about gluten-free everything. Every day of the week, every week, every month, year after year. Keep singing your song, keep tooting your horn consistently. Here's a few illustrations, what I like uh, when I think about this. Think about the illustration of the tuning fork. The tuning fork is an object and it looks like uh, many other identical tuning forks. But each tuning fork is set to its own frequency. So when it gets hit, you hit the tuning fork, it gets activated, it resonates with its own frequency each time, each tuning fork. Mm -hmm. What's your frequency? What do you sound like when you resonate? As a musician, when I play, I have a specific sound. I play almost all my songs in the same key. And you could say, oh, that's boring, this and that. That's how I resonate. That's what I created. Uh, I create. All, I start almost all songs almost with the same note, and play them almost all on the same scale. But still, they're different. They have their own expression. Another illustration is the illustration of a garden. Each garden is unique. Unique things are planted there. There, you know, different kinds of uh, herbs and flowers and all kinds of things. And when the wind blows on the garden. It creates a fragrance. What's your fragrance when the wind blows on you? And this is heavy with uh, biblical imagery, with spiritual imagery. Uh, there's, there, there's Bible verses and stories like from the book of Song and Solomon about uh, the wind blowing upon my garden. 
and the wind is considered to be a spiritual thing. The word spirit in Hebrew, ruach, literally means wind. So uh, these things, you know, the wind or even the activating of the tuning fork, it speaks of a greater power, a power that's out, outside of ourselves coming upon us. So how do we act when an external unseen power falls on us? What does it look like? When that, when that power comes on us, what, is our, what does our frequency sound like when, we, when it makes us resonate? When that power comes on us, what, we, what was our fragrance when it comes upon our garden? Now, here's a, a good place to pause and say there's good and bad in this department. Okay, there's, there, there's good power coming upon us and there's bad power coming upon us uh, in this department. I think anybody can understand that. Anybody can understand that some people can be overcome by good forces and it can be overcome by bad forces. I'm not going to go farther in that, but I'm talking about the good. I'm into the good. That's what we're talking about. So, um, and just a, just a final illustration. It's not the, uh, <laughs> it's a kind of, a kind of a funny one to talk about, but it really drives the point home. Uh, there's some uh, copywriters, uh, more than once I've seen copywriters, uh, people t talking about, if you know what copywriting is, it's a, it's about, oh, there's a great definition and it eludes me, but it's about uh, using words to communicate messages uh, to persuade people to get them to take action. And copywriters are people who write uh, advertisements and things like that. But really, copywriting is just good writing that, that, that tells a story and, and leads them to a certain direction. And uh, copywriters, uh, more than one, uh, in more than one occasion, I've seen them reference uh, uh, this uh, situation uh, of men's health magazines. There's a magazine called Men's Health. And if you, you know, you can go online and Google it. I'm not telling you to, you know, you can just take my word for it. It's not really, I don't want to send you people to this, 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 in this direction. But Men's Health magazines, if you look at them, they all have almost exactly the same cover month after month the cover is almost exactly the same uh, they do a little tweaks but it's almost the same and it may not be maybe you're not into men's health magazines but it, the person that men's health magazine is for that works for them it works you know what i mean it's they're 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 singing the same song uh, every month they're tooting their horn every month they're about what they're about so my encouragement to you is to get clear on what you're about, on the best way you can serve others and bring value to them. And then when you're clear about that thing, don't stop banging on the pot, don't stop tooting your horn, don't stop singing your song. Continue to show up if it's weekly, on a podcast, if it's a blog post, if it's on social media, if it's a, a tour date, whatever it is, but keep showing up, keep doing your thing. If you're into whatever it is that you're into. Okay, this is Adam Lee Roosevelt here with the podcast Beauty Truth. It's a podcast about my search for finding and creating, my journey of finding and creating beauty and truth about the creative process, about the journey of an artist, brought to you by my music project, Howard and I. Visit howardandi.net and get my new live single, Let the Sword Do Double Damage, live from the base of Mount Zion. Get that free exclusively for subscribers. It's H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. It helps people. It helps get the podcast out. It would be much appreciated. And one more thing uh, about this podcast. If you uh, like what you hear, if you appreciate it, 
I want you to really consider uh, giving something uh, to support this podcast over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Howard and I. And there are all kinds of levels uh, over there to see how you can be a part uh, so we can do this together, bring this message out there together. And I want to just say a shout out uh, to, to uh, some backers, to Nathan Fain, to Khan Bani Romano. Thank you guys for continuing to support this podcast. Now, we're talking about uh, the journey of finding and creating beauty and truth. I talk a lot about creating it. But I want to talk a little bit about finding it. So, you know, just recently, I found something that is beautiful, that is true, that I embrace in terms of the of, of art. And I just want to talk about it really quick. It's a new album uh, from a band called Starflyer 59. And perhaps you've heard of Starflyer 59. Uh, I spent many years of my life listening to them. They've been around since the early 90s. And when I say they, it, it's mostly one guy named Jason Martin. And he just came out with a brand new album called Young In My Head from Tooth & Nail Records. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to, to, to music, you can find it. And uh, I just was really happy because every, every few years or so, Jason Martin comes out with a new album at Starfly 59. And they're kind of like reliable. I'm just it's a reliable sound. His, his singing voice, his guitar sounds. It's kind of a shoegaze, indie, low key, low slung music. But there's something about this new album that's just about. It's just solid. It's driving. It's powerful, and it's a. It's about as powerful as uh, almost as powerful as his older albums. If you're familiar with them, Silver, Gold, Americana. From the early 90s it's it's uh doesn't have as much guitar distortion but it has just some sort of power to it and so i just really encourage you check out uh that album i'm going to dump it in the show notes too check out the show notes of these episodes if you like them if you go to go to hardeneye.net slash beauty truth or just go to the website you can find the show notes to all these episodes and check out additional things and i am going to leave you with one of my songs from before it, uh, my project was called Hard on Eye. The previous name was The Pit That Became a Tower from my previous album, Behold the Unseen. This song is called Of Lying Lions, and it's about uh, my experience uh, coming to embrace a new city as my home, uh, the city of Jerusalem. And I just wanted to be real about that. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Keep being awesome. Hope to see you next time. I saw a lion lying on its side I heard the preacher preacher too And when the doctor ducked and went inside I knew exactly what to do I got a green slip in the mail today It told me when and where to be And though my first thoughts were to get away I got responsibility Oh, oh, Jerusalem, I love you so
sure that you all keep on singing. 